Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Joining us today, sponsor of the show, return guest owner of Represent Clothing LTD. I am talking about David. David, what's up, my dude? Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be on Simply Bitcoin. Oh, man. <laughs> the honor's ours. Okay. You know where we're going. Nico, it's number time. Let's do it, my friend. Number time! Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes, like the Noddle One. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Dojo, and Whirlpool, all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. So get yourself a Noddle today. Noddle.eu. At the time of this recording, the block height is 743064 The Bitcoin price, 18790 Chain rewrite days, 827 That That number's going up, Nico, again. Anyways... Total public lightning capacity, 3,992.67. Moscow time, 53.16. Blocks to the halvening, 96,936. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. The unspent capacity for that pool is 4,816.11 BTC. The numbers. Numbers. Um... Dude, Bitcoin's a new stablecoin, 20K. Anyways, we're going to react to a video today. It is by a British politician named Matt Hancock. He was clearly asked about Bitcoin in an interview. It's about a two-minute video. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched the beginning. I thought you guys would find it useful. Let's watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Anyways, let's go. We can't shut it down. We shouldn't shut it down. And all that would do is drive... Um, people abroad and you know we've seen this we've seen a market correction um, in crypto and we've seen some big crypto players go bust um, and for the people who see that and therefore say you know this is uh, this is over or this is wrong they are completely deluded that's a bit like seeing the dot-com crash and saying oh the internet is no use it is you know the um, the, the the technology the blockchain technology that underpins crypto is here to stay it's going to revolutionize how many industries work um, it, it it will it will transform finance over the next decade and if we're not there it will simply happen elsewhere and you can already see that you know binance one of the big exchanges decided to make its uh, european headquarters in paris uh, not in uh, London. Now, London has been the global centre outside of the United States and certainly the European centre for finance. And if we if we decide that we don't, you know, we don't like the look of this thing, so we're going to let Emmanuel Macron have it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, what? Oh, this is, is how there we... There's a danger of that. I mean, has the There is a danger already? of it. No, the horse hasn't bolted at all. We've got such strengths here. But, you know, for people to look at a minor market correction, see a couple of companies go bust and say, oh, I'm not sure, that would be completely wrong and um and, and i'm glad to say that the feedback i've had from the um from the powers that be is that they're not going to be put off by that in fact i think a couple of companies going bust and it not bringing the system down is a signal of strength of a market not of uh, weakness all right so a couple things but I, I wanted to focus on the aspect that he touched upon right he said this is not going to go away and if we don't accept it here, it's going to go somewhere else. And that's a theme that I want you guys to keep in your med, in your minds throughout the show because I'm going to touch upon it again because there was some very big news out of Europe, which, by the way, to give us some credit to toot our own horn, if uh, you're a subscriber of Simply Bitcoin, it will not come as a surprise to you because we have been covering this, how nation states are in this bargaining phase and part of that bargaining phase losing the power they once had because they were able to control the monetary policy and have a monopoly that uh, a monopoly on the currency that their citizens were using think about it it was a lot harder for uh, a traditional exchange back in the day to be located someplace else other than london because london at one point the uk was the global reserve currency the pound right so it made sense right 
But now, with Bitcoin, is what I always tell you, Bitcoin gives you two things, right? It gives you the power to vote with your feet and also your wallet. You're going to go where, where you are treated best. And a lot of governments have not come to terms that come to terms with that you see that with the new york law right um yeah great bitcoin miners and especially after what happened today we're going to get to that in the news they're going to get up and they're going to go where they're treated best so really changes again what i always say it changes the relationship between the individual and the state and this was predicted back in 1997 in the book that I recommend every Bitcoiner to read, The Sovereign Individual. So yeah, man, it's crazy seeing that theory play out before our eyes. And it's never made me so bullish. Even if we're living through some dark times, it's never made me so bullish about the future. Anyways, David, what are your thoughts on uh, this uh, member of parliament? I don't know if I believe him because he said crypto. Uh, he's definitely right. trying to get some votes, but uh, I definitely think he understands the situation, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, I'm always leery about these politicians that are using crypto or especially the ones that are using Bitcoin and then subverting it into like crypto and like blockchain. At the end of the day, it's it's not crypto. It's not blockchain. It's Bitcoin. And that's what has to be emphasized. That That's what we have to develop. Um, it sounds like what they want to do is use these buzzword, buzzwords of like crypto and blockchain. And then like subvert it into their own kind of coin or whatever they're going to want to do in the future. So it's 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 kind of concerning in a way, but it's also like you know, it's hopeful that you know one of these politicians is going to you know pick up Bitcoin and take it. Absolutely, and I, I think we're starting to see that. I think this is the beginning of the fight between fiat politics, Bitcoin politics. We're starting to see it, right? We've had a couple of Bitcoin politicians on the show. We had Tim Baxter. Um, we had the uh she's she, we had a uh, miami for bueno martha bueno she's running for office in miami and we had a candidate from nevada so anyways jane, jane there you go um phil we know yeah we know jane jane i was, I was gonna say I, i've seen her I, i've seen her pop into the uh, into the decentralized spaces a few times i was like hey good for her jane adams yeah. that's it jane adams. yeah yeah phil. we we've we grilled her pretty well <laughs> <laughs> Like everyone should. Um, yeah, that's the beauty of Bitcoin. Phil, what are your thoughts on um, some thoughts? Some Mr. thoughts. Mr. Politician, Mr. Yeah, Hancock, Mr. Mr. Hancock, Mr. Hancock. With the stuff. <laughs> well, look, you know, I to Dave's point, right? You, you get because I, I hate I hate painting with a broad brush, but the politicians at the end of the day. Um, their narrative is they, they want to get as many votes as possible. They want to get as much support as possible. So unfortunately, in most cases, um, you can you can only trust them so much. That being said, that being said, going back to David's point about the whole crypto and blockchain. Look, it, it just irks me every single time. It's like, you know, they'll start off and being like, no, you know, we can't stop Bitcoin and blockchain is here to stay. no. You, you like right there, you can see they started to scratch the surface, but they just didn't dig deep enough because once you actually understand why Bitcoin, then you understand why it's not blockchain anybody. And especially like, look, this is kind of, you, you know, like those people who tout being very technical and they're like, this is why I understand that crypto makes sense. You could be using this as a superpower to realize why Crypto and blockchain makes no sense in actual use, okay? No one needs a slower database. No one needs a third party to add a security hole for their data, okay? I worked, I, I actually worked in troubleshooting and setting up the API for civics for the company that I worked for. We never used the token, all we did was all we did was have a connection to a third party with a database that contained customer data. There's no token. Nobody was using this shit. Okay? It's a scam. 
I, I asked Phil what he thought about the politicians, and he Why got into shit coins. He this is this is how much Phil Phil breeds. He thinks he wakes up <laughs> and he's he's thinking fails. That's the first thing he thinks about in the morning. I'm sorry, Nico, but but look what he said was really look what he said was great. I think he's on the right path. I just think he just needs to subtract the crypto he, he and the blockchain, need, he like he need, David said. He needs to talk to you and Corey. He needs he needs to sit, bitch. <laughs> And between you and Corey on a five-hour plane ride, that's what he needs to do. Oh, that poor guy. When he doesn't want to hear the from orange Corey, bill. Exactly. When he doesn't want to hear from Corey anymore, he turns to you, and then you're just looking at him with your glasses. It's great. But, it's great. but then after he does that, okay, he gets off the flight, and then he goes sits in the decentralized spaces. Okay? And starts crying the entire time. But anyways, Starts Phil, getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Phil, it's time for... The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. It comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in simply Bitcoin colors? You could do that. What about Peter Schiff colors? You could also do that. Take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. Awesome, awesome news. Big win for freedom. We actually reported on this yesterday, uh, but this is the follow-up. Um, we thought it was going to be ruled yesterday, but it was ruled today. The Supreme Court rules 6 to 3 limits the EPA's ability to restrict power plant emissions. Now, I know what a lot of you guys are thinking, especially if you didn't watch the episode yesterday. What the hell does this have to do with Bitcoin? I'll get to it in a sec. Washington, the Supreme Court on Thursday limited the EPA's environmental ability to regulate carbon emissions from power plants, dealing a blow to the Biden administration's effort to address climate change. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, the ruling appeared to curtail the agency's ability to regulate the energy sector, limiting it to measures like emissions controls at individual power plants unless con Congress acts. Bingo. Ruling out more ambitious approaches like a cap and trade system at a time when experts are issuing increasingly dire warnings about the quickening pace of global warming. Okay, so... Well, I want you guys to pay attention to the framing from that legacy media article, right? It didn't give both perspectives. I gave one perspective. The court ruled this. Now the world's going to burn. Um, yeah, so what does this have to do with Bitcoin? Um, if you're new to the show, we, we dedicate a lot of time to two attacks on Bitcoin that are happening. Um, the, the more loud attack, the noisiest attack is attacking Bitcoin's proof of work, its energy usage for environmental reasons we would like to believe has nothing to do with the environment um we get into we got into a lot of that yesterday um the second attack i'm going to get to in the second part of the news but this is a big win uh the reason that it's a big win is it's taking power away from an unelected government bureaucracy part of the administrative state and it's giving it to individual states to get to decide how they produce and how they use energy. This is good for Bitcoin mining because Bitcoin mining at the end of the day is very energy intensive. So think about it. If you have an unelected bureauc uh, bureaucracy getting to have that much power over energy, that's definitely going to be used as a tool to attack Bitcoin mining like it has been in China, like it what like they attempted to do in Europe and in Norway. Nor Europe's part of Norway. Norway's part of Europe. Um I just, the, the Norway example, I always repeat. I'm not going to say I, I repeat. I said it yesterday. So tune into the episode. Why Norway? But um, getting back to the point, this is extremely bullish for Bitcoin mining because now with this decision, essentially, if they ban Bitcoin mining in New York State, which they had the, 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 the governor has to sign it. She's waiting for after the midterms. Um, and Washington State, where they're taxing it now, those Bitcoin miners are going to get up and go where they're treated best. Now, think about what we were just talking about during the numbers section about what that British politician said. So I want you guys to remember that theme, right? That Bitcoin allows you to go where you're treated best. Only if you take self-custody, though. So it is definitely a very exciting future. Big win uh, for Bitcoin miners in the United States. Big win for freedom. David, what are your thoughts? Um, it's hard for me to kind of like go too deep into the, the Bitcoin mining stuff. I don't, I'm not too familiar with like all the EPA and all that stuff. So I'm, I don't have too much to say on it. Well, I mean, no, what, Phil, 
Oh, I was just going to say that that that's all good. You, you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, when it comes to topics like this, it does definitely, you know, kind of go into the weeds a bit right between between the politics and the messaging and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think that for us as Bitcoiners, uh, obviously, like Nico said, it's a great thing. But I think that it was uh, somehow unexpected. Um, in terms of the cor- in terms of the corporate media, I, I feel like people were expecting that the uh, the government was going to side with the EPA, or sp- and they didn't. Yeah. So-, <laughs> yeah. so the crazy thing is that like the mining is kind of pushing more towards like renewables and more like you know efficient, more like I mean I've heard people like mining off of like gases and stuff like that. Like there's it's pushing technology even further in, in the energy sector, and I think that's something that we need. I, I, you make uh, you made a fabulous point, David, and uh, like I- exactly, it's pushing, uh, it's incentivizing the the development of renewable energies without having to rely on government subsidy, but you're still having a lot of pushback, right? So it begs the question: Is it really about government subsidy, or is it more so about control? And this is why I always bring up Norway. I'm going to bring it up again. Okay, in Norway, what we saw is certain political parties, they attempted to ban Bitcoin mining for environmental reasons, right? But a hundred, we know for a fact that 100% of the power that powers Bitcoin mining in Norway comes from renewable energies. So if, it, if it's 100% comes from renewable energies, they're still trying to buy it for environmental reasons. It begs the question, maybe they're using the environment as a smokescreen for more sinister intentions, right? And look at the framing from mainstream media or legacy legacy mainstream media, I better said. Um, they're just treating it like the, the world's going to end, the planet's going to burn because of this decision. It doesn't give the other perspective. The other perspective was not mentioned in that article. That is absolutely crazy. Um, anyways, so uh, more developments from Europe... Uh, remember what I said in the beginning, though, guys, um, that Bitcoin gives you the power to vote with your wallet, but also more importantly, your feet. So this law is very short sighted, and I think it's going to have a lot of un- unintended consequences they're not really seeing. This is a thread. It's from Ernest Urstan, and he essentially talks about um what we've been covering, we, we've been warning you this guy was going to come. And essentially, this is the infamous European anti-money laundering l- rules that are being applied to crypto. Mind you, these laws are going to be a framework for other countries. Let's check out this Bloomar- Bloomberg article. It gets into the details. E- EU moves closer to strict anti- anti-money laundering rules on crypto. The European Parliament and Council reached a provisional agreement to force crypto providers to provide identifying information on all digital asset transactions despite an industry backlash. Remember what I said is that Bitcoin crypto is not location specific. So all this is doing, like we saw the example with Binance, the UK wasn't friendly enough. I'll go to London. I'll go to Paris. Paris isn't friendly enough. I'll go to Malta. Anyways, the so-called transfer of funds regulation, or TFR, seeks to strengthen anti-money laundering requirements to ensure that crypto transfers can always be traced and suspicious transactions blocked. See the framing. That crypto transfers can always be traced and suspicious transactions blocked. Bitcoin does not allow that. But look at the framing, right? The framing is very important. They're trying to make you believe that they could still do what they could do in the old system. Anyways, the deal means that exchanges must obtain information and personal data on all crypto transfers, no matter the size, and provide that information to authorities if requested. Remember when we covered a couple days ago the the new screenshot from someone attempting to withdraw Bitcoin in, uh, in the Netherlands from Coinbase? And it made them put, who is this person? What's their address? What's their name? And remember the infrastructure bill, the amendment um, that hasn't been fixed, essentially any transaction over $10,000 in the United States, again, social security number, 
name and address of the person you're transacting to. They're trying to implement the legacy system on top of the new system. And a lot of people would say, oh, it's for crime, it's for crime. Listen, that, that, that legacy system has included half the planet from the legacy financial system. Remember what happened in El Salvador. It only took a month and a half for more Bitcoin wallets to be downloaded than bank accounts in the country. Why? Because Bitcoin removes the red tape. All you need to do is you download a Bitcoin wallet. You're ready to ha um, receive Bitcoin and send Bitcoin. In fact, you are the CEO of your own bank. Compare that with their system. KYC, what blood type do you have? How did you vote for? That's a joke, but it's also not a joke. It also extends that responsibility to so-called unhosted wallets. There it is again. This word that is not mentioned in the white paper. An unhosted wallet is not mentioned in the white paper. That is government framing, which are not managed by a license exchange or service provider. You, you see that? It's not licensed. It, an unhosted wallet is not licensed and it's not with the service provider. Do you know why they do that? Because it's a lot more difficult for the government to go after millions of people holding their own private keys than it is to capture a handful of exchanges. Because that's exactly what they did with the banking system. But, again, and this is so they give you a little bit of bait so you don't completely freak out. If it's a trans if it only if it's a transaction above a thousand dollars, thousand euros. If it's if it's below a thousand euros, you don't have to do all of that. But you still have to tell the exchange what your name and what the purpose of the withdrawals are. But if you uh, only at all times, but when you're sending it to people, you don't have to let us know as long as it's under a thousand. More than 40 crypto firms have sent a letter to EU finance ministers in April protesting the rule, saying it infringed on user privacy. They don't give a shit. Um, on Thursday, European Parliament Council and the Commission will hold a final round of talks. Ernest Ulston, an MEP and rapporteur for TFR, who was presented for Wednesday's debate, said the two processes are intertwined as the EU is seeking to implement its rulings on crypto in one swoop. We will put an end to the anonymity of crypto transactions. You hear that? Which was a huge loophole when it comes to the fight against money laundering and criminality. We know that's not true. We know the majority of money laundering comes from the legacy system. The framing in this article is what I want you guys pay it to pay attention to because they're trying to convince people of something that isn't actually true. Um... Discussions around MICA, which is something that Christine Lagarde was looking forward to, and the TFR have been ongoing for several years, with crypto companies and other jurisdictions like the UK pushing for a more incremental approach to rulemaking. Now, here's the thing, guys. This is going to backfire in so many ways. And when it does backfire, and I'll get to why it will backfire, what's going to happen is they will go after self-custody, period. They'll say, listen, remember, they're already prepping you for it. An unhosted wallet is a wallet that's not with a licensed service provider and exchanged. So if you don't have a license, how dare you hold Bitcoin? Anyways, the reason that I believe this is going to backfire is because this is going to force people into the circular economy. If you put that much red tape, people are going to find a more convenient way. I'm not going to send my Bitcoin to an exchange anymore. Why would I do that? I'm going to pay people in Bitcoin. I'm going to stay within the Bitcoin ecosystem. This is already happening in the U.S. In the U.S., you don't have to pay capital gains if you're just buying and stacking and sending your Bitcoin to cold storage. But as soon as you sell it or you exchange it for something, for something right, you have to pay capital gains. And what does that force? It forces people to not spend their Bitcoin. But again, this mechanism is in the hopes of let's let's uh, to use Christine Lagarde's own word words, let's fix that escape valve. We have to shut it off ever so slightly. That's what this is about. 
has nothing to do with money laundering. We've pulled you guys up the data. We've done the homework on this. We know that the success rate of the money laundering laws, right? We had a money laundering expert, Dr. Ron Paul on the show, is 0.01%. We know that they spend more money enforcing these money laundering laws than they get back. We know based on the chain analysis report, we know that there has been year after year less criminal activity using Bitcoin. We know based on our own research and we've we've done full episodes on this that the majority of money laundering happens through the big banks. This is noise. However, pay attention because based on this framework, this is what all other countries will copy. This is the regulation that Christine Lagarde was excited about. But I think they're going to fail. And the reason they're going to fail is because at the end of the day, Bitcoin is peer-to-peer. This is going to force it underground. This is going to force people to use BISC. This is going to force people to use Azteco. This is going to force people to stay within the Bitcoin ecosystem. They need to get it through their heads that we are not going back to their slavery system that debases us and that they can confiscate at will. It's over. It's done. And more and more people by the day wake up to that reality. And they could either accept it and benefit from Bitcoin or they could try to fight it and have fun staying poor. Period. And all those companies, if they make their lives hard, they will get up and leave Europe. Remember, Bitcoin is not location dependent. It actually empowers people to go where they are treated best. Like was mentioned in the Sovereign Individual many years ago, back in 1997. Anyways, Phil, then I'll pass it on to David. Okay, so thank you very much for reviewing that. And that tweet thread from, what was that guy's name? I'm sorry. The... Dude, uh, I don't remember. Ernest, Ernest, his name is Ernest. Okay. Anyways, that, I mean, it was just a whole bunch of recycled FUD that we've already seen. But before I dive into that, I just want to point out, um, wallet is a misnomer. Okay. And it's, it really, we really shouldn't be calling it a wallet. And I was reading, I read a great tweet today from, from beauty on that was essentially explaining that we should maybe be calling them Bitcoin viewers because there's no laws against viewing the Bitcoin. So who knows, maybe all we need to do is change their change the language, right? Because that's really seeming to be the problem. They seem to attack the language. So all we need to do is change the language. But anyways, that doesn't really make a difference. That's just a it's an annoyance, right? It's a minor annoyance. But but let's go back to this this whole this whole thing that that Bitcoin is facilitating money laundering. Okay, let's let's review here. Let's review how a open, transparent ledger that anyone can look at is facilitating money laundering. Or, or let's take a look at HSBC, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, sorry, Douche Bank, UK Chartered Bank, BNY Mellon, and a whole bunch of other banks that I can't remember because memory loss. Look, these, these are the true facilitators of money laundering. If you think for a second that just some random puny individual is the one that is facilitating billions of dollars moving all around the world under the table, you have another thing coming. It is these giant institutions that own the rails. They are the ones who can do this kind of crap. So they are, like Nico has said in the past many times, they are projecting. Now, the last piece that I want to say about his thread, which I that, that kind of just sent me off yesterday. OK, he specifically mentioned how Russia is was using, quote unquote, Bitcoin and crypto to evade sanctions and to and to something else like to, you know, just facilitate money transfer. OK, we've actually shown on this show that that is completely false. They they themselves said that they're working with the Chinese, okay, with a whole for with using a whole completely different system to send their money around the world. So they're not even using what is being claimed by these oligarchs. It's it is just complete nonsense. It is total projection. They've got nothing left. And like Nico said, this will push. This will push Bitcoin, Bitcoin use underground. But make no mistake. 
it doesn't disappear. All that happens is it becomes tougher and tougher for them to regulate. It's already it already all they have left were the gates, right? They are the gatekeepers. When you decide from a traditional financial system to send, you know, to, to move money onto an exchange to go and buy Bitcoin KYC. Hey, guess what? That's where they win. That's the, they're the gatekeepers there. But if we're using BISC, if we're using HODL HODL, if we're mining, okay, they don't stand a freaking chance and they know it. So what they need to do, what they need to do is create the perception that there's only one way to get on and off of these ramps and you must go through them. They are the gatekeepers. Well, guess what? We're about to move the playing field We're we're about to move the playing field from under their feet. <laughs> so... It's crazy. I have two examples of, of this happening to me in the last couple of months. First, like with Represent, we were using Coinbase Commerce to take our Bitcoin payments. And all of a sudden, I started getting these notifications that I was going to have to provide extra uh, identification and all these kind of like extra you know things that I had to do. I'm like, what the heck is going on with this? And I was like, you know what? Let me pull all that Bitcoin that we've gotten in the transactions on our e-commerce website. Let's get it out of there. Let's get into cold storage. And I'm zeroing this whole thing out. So I quit uh, Coinbase Commerce. And then we we moved over to like the Strike. Um, they had the implementation recently with Shopify. So we actually used that. The other example of that is um, we actually have a designer from Russia. And he does like a lot of our graffiti and stuff like that. And I was trying to send him payment via PayPal, which is what we normally do. And it wouldn't go through. And I'm like, dude, what, what can we do? He's like, uh, and then I, that's when I hit him up. Like, what about Bitcoin? Do you have Bitcoin? He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I have Bitcoin. I was like, perfect. Send me your address. I'll shoot you some sats. And guess what? Handled perfectly. Beautiful. Transaction done in five minutes. We're good to go. That's where it's going to go. That's the power right there. Mm -hmm. This is what people don't understand. Like, that's it. That's what's so empowering. And anybody, anybody who has had to deal with the traditional financial system, okay, in this way where you get blocked and you realize this is not my money. Somehow it's not my money, right? Even though I earned it, even though I traded this time that I can't get back, it's not my freaking money. As soon as you've gone through that, you understand why Bitcoin. Yep. So, and, you and know what, David, yep. I'm sorry it happened, but man, that Dude, this is, we I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad, that I'm was glad a, it happened. That was a beautiful example, right? That, that literally, what I was describing, you actually gave a real world example of just that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, again, eventually, right, they're going to have to come to terms that their ability to manipulate people by having a monopoly on the money that a specific population uses and the monopoly on the creation of money, that power is diminishing by the day. And the more they come to terms with that, and what Phil always says, come to terms with the fact that governments are actually now going to have to provide value, right? Um, the better it is for everybody else. They will try to fight this, but at the end they won't win. What they'll do, what they'll what what what, the, what they'll do is they'll end up you'll end up have, causing a capital flight, which is exactly what happens in communist countries. In Venezuela, when everything happened, it's estimated between five to ten million. Mind you, this is a a, a country of thirty million people. Okay, that much people left because of the the uh, the collectivist government over there. People left capital flight. That's what happens. People leave um, anyways, especially when there's no economic opportunity. We saw the same thing happen in Eastern Europe as well, mm -hmm. right? They, they were leaving to West. They were there uh, at sometimes even getting shot. They were, they were escaping um, Eastern Europe and they're fleeing to, sorry, they're escaping East Berlin, fleeing to West Berlin. Um, but anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily fail brought to you by Swan. Check them out. SwanBitcoin.com. The best way to build your Bitcoin stack. They've got automated Bitcoin savings plans, instant purchases, an app that's coming out. It is a stacking platform by fellow plebs. Check it out. The link is down below. All right. I can't even keep up with the amount of fail that is that is going on like no joke it's like it's like an avalanche of crap and i'm sitting there with with like a spoon instead of a, a shovel or a i don't know some kind of a bulldozer or whatever anyways so 
gonna go. We're, we're gonna leave Nick. We're, we're gonna leave uh, Nick Carter, Mr. Carter, alone today. Okay, I'm gonna leave him alone today because that story is somehow still developing. So we're gonna have. We're, we're gonna come back to that <laughs> tomorrow or the day after. But for now, we're gonna change gears and we're gonna take a look at some fun stuff. So tagged by Iciosanot, who is Psy in this one. This is just funny stuff. Uh, new shit coin. Here we go. Digital gold. New from Wisdom Tree, right? Check this out. Wisdom Tree Prime. Digital gold. A better way to own gold. No, listen. We're not huge proponents of gold, but let's just be honest. If you are going to buy gold, buy freaking gold. Don't waste your time with some random paper gold. There is no point. If you are trying to hedge the current system with some type of a piece of physical rock okay just buy the gold don't don't be a fool this is crap somebody tried to show me this shit four years ago all right their shit coin got wrecked there's nothing because let's face it there is no point in owning it just own the gold all right that's the first point now let's move on from this let's get into the spicy stuff just own the gold okay if you're gonna do that but obviously buy bitcoin because it's better than gold so here we go let's take a look so this is a weird story bit of a weird story Let's dive in. It's a story of exchanges of Bitcoin, of a person who was known as Bitcoin Jesus and just some weird shady tactics. And we're just going to dive right into it because the wheels just keep falling off of this. Here's another exchange. Let's take a look. Crypto exchange CoinFlex halts withdrawals because of extreme market conditions. Look at the date, June 23rd, 2022. Interesting. Okay. Physical futures, crypto exchange, CoinFlex. Oh, physical futures, cryptos, crypto exchange. Oh, that might help explain it. Anyways, CoinFlex is pausing withdrawals, citing extreme market conditions on June 23rd, along with uncertainty around a certain counterparty. Its CEO, Mark Lamb, said in a blog post Thursday, additionally, FlexCoin trading is being halted for perps and spot in the in the short term. OK, that's that that was no news. I mean, you know, we had already seen a whole bunch of other exchanges just fall off the wagon. So this is nothing new. But June 23rd, that's the key here. June 23rd. All right. So here we go. Now it's June 28th. Roger Ver. O's CoinFlex, 47 million USDC. We have a written contract with him obligating him to personally guarantee any negative equity on his CoinFlex account and top up margin regularly. He's been in default of this agreement and we have served a notice of default. Okay. It's got a long track record of previously topping up the margin and meeting margin requirements in accordance with the agreement. We've been speaking with him on calls frequently about the situation with the aim of resolving it. We still would like to resolve it. I am I am just going to call total bullshit. And again, I'm not a fan of Roger Ver in any way, shape or form. But this this is I think this is total bullshit. OK, because as I just said on the 23rd. Five days before extreme market conditions. Now, all of a sudden, Roger Ver owes forty seven million dollars in USDC. <laughs> just I'm sorry I don't buy it. Anyways, let's continue on. Let's continue on here. So Mark Lamb, the CEO of embattled cryptocurrency exchange CoinFlex, said that withdrawals will probably not restart on Thursday as the company initially hoped. And that was yesterday, a day after they blamed Roger Ver for the $47 million. This is kind of interesting. To fix the $47 million hole in CoinFlex's balance sheet, the company, and this is the great part, you gotta love being able to create money out of thin air. They're issuing a token called Recovery Value USD or RV USD and enticing investors with a 20% interest rate. Mm, that sounds good. We haven't seen anything fail that was offering that before. Lamb said that some of the inquiries to buy the debt in the form of RV USD token have come from traditional funds rather than crypto focused funds, but declined to name any of them. So 
I mean, are, are we really sure that Roger Ver owes CoinFlex $47 million? Or is it just that you've made some terrible decisions and are falling completely off the wagon? Is, is that really what's happening? Sometimes we're not sure. Anyways, here we go. Just a little final follow-up article. Let's dive into it. Bitcoin Jesus has denied owing anything to the exchange, implying in a tweet yesterday that CoinFlex actually owes him money. CoinFlex halted customer withdrawals due to liquidity issues stemming from a large account that was running a negative balance. I want you guys to think about this for a second, right? You have this, this quote unquote crypto exchange and it is completely vulnerable to one account. Just saying. That sounds like some bullshit. All right. Anyways, recently, some rumors have been spreading that I have defaulted on some debt to a counterparty. Ver wrote shortly after CoinFlex announced it would issue recovery tokens, an attempt by the exchange to resume customer withdrawals after high integrity investor ran into trouble. Not only do I not have debt to this counterparty, but this counterparty owes me a substantial sum of money. And I am currently seeking the returns on my fund. So this is the beauty of the uh, the bear market. I, I mean, we're calling it a bear market. I don't really call it a, a bear market. I, I just, you know, for me, it's like a, it's a cooling off and you can call it cognitive dissonance or I'm bullshitting myself, whatever the hell you want. It doesn't make a difference. But the point is, the point is the market's cooling off and we're seeing who's who's swimming naked and it gets, it gets kind of gross, right? It obviously gets kind of gross because these companies you can clearly see have made some absolutely terrible decisions. And I wouldn't be surprised if CoinFlex owes Roger a whole bunch of money and simply tried to get ahead of this. But they did it very poorly. They they didn't get their story right. So at first they cited extreme market conditions. Then they blamed a single holder okay, on the exchange of causing this exchange to become illiquid. Uh, Nico, I just... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck indeed. Um, dude. They're wrecked, man. It's like, we know the community, we know the community hates uh, Roger Ver. Let's use him as a scapegoat. But here's the signal, guys, okay? Ideally, this is what would happen, right? It, let's say some big account went underwater. Why does that affect everybody else's account? Shouldn't everybody's money be separate? Well, that's not what happened. The same thing happened. They did exactly the same thing that Babel did, that Three Arrows did, that BlockFi did, that uh, Celsius did. They rehypothecated everyone's deposits and they used it to trade themselves. They were riding high when the price of Bitcoin was at 50, 69K. But when it crashed down, 70% correction. <laughs> Bro. They don't, they don't have that money to give anymore, and they're fearful of a bank run. And this is exactly what has happened what happened in the legacy system back in the 1930s. We are not learning our lessons here. It's the same garbage. It's just dressed up differently. Anyways, David, what are your thoughts on this, brother? You've, you're, you're quite active on Twitter, so you're seeing this oh, yeah. explosion happen every single day. It's like day after day, it's like, what's who's going to be next? You know, and, and I think the moral of the story is stick to fucking Bitcoin, man. Yeah. Everything else is shit. Everybody's over leveraged. I mean, just stick to what's good. Get your stats, throw it to cold storage, provide value, go get, go get a job at McDonald's and do what you got to do. Fuck this 20%, 30% APY. It's not going to work. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It doesn't One, exist. 100%. That... You, that's some signal right there. That's some that's some David wisdom. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. They make the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is artwork for Volume Ten. This is artwork for Volume Eleven, and this is artwork for Volume Two. Volume Two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel Twenty One today before they run out. Oh, we've got some fire! We've got some fire memes today, people. Let's dive. I mean, we got fire memes every day, but let's dive into it. Here we go. We've got one from NVK. Uh, he retweeted the doc, so it's, it's not NVK's meme, but he re he retweeted Doctor Bitcoin MD. Great, great tweet. 
Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners, and Bitcoiners. And this is the, the, the famous, this is like the famous Simpson scene. And I think that that totally depicts exactly what's happening right now on Bitcoin Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see it any other way. All right, moving on. This is an interesting one from Seed Signer. Let's, let's dive into this one, right? Because some memes, some memes are not necessarily memes, but they are still memes. Sorry, not sorry. Here we go. From Seed Signer, every time the Bitcoin network goes through a wave of significant value accrual, greedy actors manage to find a way to walk things back via affinity scamming. Original altcoins, smart contract platforms, ICO wave, DeFi, NFT mania, trade fi leverage slash fraud. That's right. Two steps forward, one step back, but we're still stepping forward. Well said. Well said, Seed Signer. Because that's right. All of these wreck shit coiners, believe it or not, from that is going to come a certain percentage of hardcore Bitcoin maximalists Mm -hmm. because they're going to end up figuring out the only reason that I should be here is for Bitcoin, which is what most of us figured out. And the lucky ones, I shouldn't say the lucky ones, but the most fortunate ones are the ones who figured it out without having to shitcoin and without getting wrecked. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion, not everyone's take. Anyways, moving on, moving on. (laughs) I I love LC. All right, here we go. Here we go. Comments on yesterday's post be like, Simpa, which obviously is from the Lion King, uh, Simba. So here we go. Yes, I am aware of insert influencers, shitcoining and scam shilling. Yes, I support them making money off me. They've done more good for the crypto space than most. You know, they don't owe me anything. A storm is coming for toxic maxis like you. Oh, that's right. The terrible, horrible assholes who, you know, obviously warned you against this crap. Great meme. Great meme, LC. I love it. All right, moving on. We've got the master. Lena Siege is definitely the master. And as Nico said in the past, she makes these all herself. Very cool. Let's dive into it. By the way, this is referencing what I just talked about during the... That's right. And it's a perfect meme for this. So here we go. Uh, What's that? Where did you get that from? Who are you sending that to? What are you buying with that? What are you doing with that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Taxes. That's none of your business. Taxes. <laughs> yes. This is very, very well done. And this is, you know what? This is why memetics are so strong because we can sit there and dig through extremely complex articles, not making any sense. And in a series of six pictures, you completely understand yep. what it is that they're trying it, it, to do. Literally that picture, I, I should have just showed that picture instead of, you know, explained all that, all that I did. Job done. Uh. You know, but then again, but but we have to give the nuance, right? You got to no. give the you got to give the nuance. And then this picture just it's like the bow on top, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. It's the moving bow on, t- on the bow on top of the shit. Yeah, that's right. I, tr- I tried to be nice, you know, <laughs> but Nico's making sure that we're that, that we're not being censored. OK, let's do it. Ghost of Limburg. Hey, you know, every single time we post one of his memes, we, we, we get we get burned because we find out it's somebody else's. But I digress. OK, and yes, indeed, EU regulating Bitcoin. Very well done. The state regulations Bitcoin. Yeah, and he's replying Very to well. our friend Ernest. That's right, Ernest and his terrible. Old <laughs> that, that, dude, think about how crazy that, that, that this one guy just get to decide like how you could use money. Like, oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, he has the worst information on top of that. So no, no, no. Hey, hey, dude. What? He knows exactly what he's doing, my friend. This is true. The okay, worst information. Right, right. Nah, 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 nah. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's how he's marketing it. Fine. Skeezy politician, Fine. bro. Bureaucrat. I would, more bureaucrat than anything. All right. True. All right. Nice, simple meme. I don't think I need to say much about it. Don't get lost in the noise. This is all there is to it. Don't get Bitcoin lost in the you. sauce. Mm-hmm. Right? Bitcoin and you. And to, to finish it off, to finish it off, I know we didn't cover <laughs> Nick, but we kind of had to. So here we go from at Silva Hoddle. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. No amount of work in Bitcoin makes you immune from being an enemy to Bitcoin. That is truth. And this is and this is such a great template, right? This is the Star Wars template. Um, here we go. Dot ETH in my Twitter handle. But that's a joke, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that is awesome. I totally love it. 
Very well done. Very well done. And for, for that, I am going to give it... That's right, because I now have access to some of my collectibles again. I am going to give it this. It is Mr. Robot, Elliot Masked, Mint Condition. That's Boom. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a very special score. I'm going to give it a comment. It's a comment from LC. Quote, I don't like Phil standing. Make Phil stand great again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Phil needs to get rid of his chair. Shots fired. Phil needs to stand. Make Phil great. Stand again. Stand great again. Anyways, David, what would you give those memes? I'm going to give it a uh, triple elite meme shirt. Woo! Are you making those? It, uh, we made some for Miami. It was like a special like addition for all the homies that kind of met up. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, so we're all... We're all wearing them. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree, let us know down in the comment section. Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. And join our Telegram group. It's a party in there. You can link us some memes to review. It's awesome. And if you're listening to the audio version of this on Twitter Spaces, make sure to stay after the show where we'll do a live Q&A and hangout. Anyways, Phil, it was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. We're not using paper. I don't think David's using paper. I know Nico's not using paper. Store your seed in steel. You could store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, we've got LND version 0.15.0 beta that was released. That's right, new LND. Anyways, the link is down below in the show notes. Guys, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream a sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You could stream a sats through Breeze, but wait, Nico... We're going to do it right today. We're giving a shout out. We're going to start to give shout outs to the people that are streaming us at. So we've got CA underscore Danner. Thank you very much. User 666-485-0358. We've got Crypto Senas at Poor Ben Gun at Fundamentals, at Kaz, at Bon. Thank you all very much for streaming, streaming us some sats. We really appreciate it. And we are going to continue to give you guys props for, for helping us out. It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome clothing sponsor. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. Represent LTD.com. I'm wearing the camo merch. Phil's wearing the gray one, and that's David. He is He's the, the master behind the designs. Anyways, you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off RepresentLTD.com. Guys, also check out the new www.simplybitcoin.news. We teamed up with Pirate Beach Pump, bring you guys some signal through the bear market. Today we released an article on based on the, the Bitcoin community civil war. Also check out Bear Market Diaries, really cool stuff. Also, want to give a very special shout out to a friend of the show and the sponsor, the legendary David. You can go give him a follow on Twitter. I am David X. And definitely go check out at represent LTD, the Twitter account. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that smash the like button. Of course, you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the Pleplet perspective and the catastrophic fails and memes from the same perspective, the best perspective. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. The wheels are falling off this roller coaster ride. Stick to Bitcoin only. You'll be fine.